Welcome to the Stylistpreneur Podcast, a show created to help hairstylists build and sustain successful beauty businesses. Here is your host, Damali Phils, CEO of Stylists in Business, master hairstylist, and author of Travel Notice, the ultimate guide to becoming a traveling hairstylist. All right, let's start the show. guys, welcome to another episode of the Stylespreneur Podcast. I am Damali and I am here with another episode. So today we are talking about searching for a new salon to work in. Now stylists, it can be tough looking for a salon to work in. Just trying to like figure out, am I going to do commission? Am I going to do booth rental? Or am I going to do a salon suite? And today we're going to be talking about uh, more so about a salon suite because that's what I've decided to work in. And that's what I've been searching for. So let's get into it. All right, guys. So you already know, it's been 11 months. I've been on maternity leave and I've decided to return back to work, which honestly has just, it's been a really good idea. I'm glad to get my mojo back. Glad to just get out and about, get a little break from the baby. I love him to death, but we need a little break. It's okay to take a little time off from the baby mamas. Don't feel bad. It's normal. We have to work. I mean, and if you're goal-driven, like, you want to work. You want to be the best mom. You want that baby to be able to look up you and be proud of you. So we're going back to work. We're looking for a salon, and it's A-OK. So one of the first things I did in order to get back into the salon was survey my clients. I wanted to know what they wanted because here I was going from a corporate salon and now transitioning back into a salon suite. I've worked in a salon suite in the past, absolutely loved it, was booked out, had a great clientele when I lived in Tampa, Florida, and now I've decided to move back into a salon suite, mostly so I can be flexible for the baby. Um, I would say I decided not to return to the corporate salon. I was working for Ulta Beauty for about two and a half years, and it definitely served its purpose. Um, But I just decided it was time for a new start. And honestly, I had been wanting to make this transition, but with the COVID and the shutdown, with being pregnant, it just wasn't the right timing. But now I feel like it is the right time. It's the perfect timing. Um, and I will say that while working at also, I learned a lot, a lot. I learned a lot about color. I learned a lot about just working with different textures of hair. I will say that I am definitely a you know multicultural stylist. I can take any texture any race, any background, and make it all look great. So that was one thing. I definitely got to work with all types of textures of hair while working at Alter. I built a very diverse clientele. I met some great people, worked with some great stylists. While working at Alter, I did have the opportunity to work alongside one of Alter Beauty's top hairstylists, Um, she was number two or three out of 20,000 hairstylists, guys. So to be able to work alongside her, that was absolutely amazing. Just to see what it really takes to make, you know, six figures and beyond. And when I say beyond, I mean beyond. Um, Just to see her hard work, dedication, and to be able to learn from her, it says a lot to be number two out of 20,000 stylists in a corporate salon. So kudos to her. And I'm just thankful that I was able to learn, you know, things from her such as color, such as work ethic, 
and just really being able to be a rock star in your career and to own your greatness. So I will say that I definitely benefited from working in a corporate salon and working at Awesome Beauty. They will forever have a place in my heart as I was there for two and a half years. Um, but I will say everything has a time and a place and it is now time for me to, you know, just branch out and to do what I've really been created to do. And that is to work on my own and to be able to create. In the two and a half years that I was at Alta, you know, it was a hard decision not returning, but it was it was time. While I was there, I learned a lot about color. I was able to work with, you know, a great deal of clientele from all types of backgrounds and just to really be able to call myself a multicultural hairstylist and just to be able to deal with any type of hair from straight, curly, long, short. I mean, I've literally done a little bit of everything, although I definitely prefer extensions. It was great to just, you know, get my hands in all types of hair and to really be able to say, you know, I am a multi a multicultural stylist specializing in extensions. One of the main reasons for deciding not to return to Alta was because I wanted to make my own schedule. I wanted to be flexible. I did not want it to be locked into certain hours and days, especially now that I am a mom. I would like to be flexible for the baby just in case I need to pick him up, in case I need to take him to a doctor's office. And honestly, like it's time to be my own boss. I've done it before in the past and I am ready to do it again. One thing that was important to me um, in returning to the salon was knowing what my clients wanted. So what I decided to do was to do pretty much like an impromptu uh, survey. I surveyed my clients through Instagram just by like through my stories asking questions. Now you can definitely do this um, with any other platform, not necessarily Instagram. Um, I believe Google has it where you can create a survey and email it out. Um, that's also an option, but this literally was like impromptu, popped up in my mind. I was like, all right, let's do a quick survey. And I did have a lot of you guys or a lot of my clients that answered. And so some of the questions, if you are looking to survey your clients, I definitely think it's a great thing to do. And it doesn't have to just be when you're returning to the salon. It can be if you're deciding to add new products, deciding to change your hours or days, like you want to make sure that you are giving your best for your clients and that they are letting you know what they want, what they like or what they don't. That way you can kind of tailor your business to your clients. Um, if you're, you know, if you value what your clients think, which ultimately will give you a better business if you are looking out for the clients. So surveying your clients is a great idea. So when surveying my clients, some of the things I'll tell you a few of the questions I asked them. So first and foremost, because I was going from a corporate salon to a salon suite, I kind of wanted to know how my clients felt about that. So one of the main questions I did ask them was, did they prefer, you know, a large setting, a bit at a big atmosphere, or if they prefer a salon suite, something more intimate. And a lot of my clients did say, I prefer something more intimate, especially since I do extensions and I have some clients that have alopecia or some clients that they've never been seen without their extensions. So to provide them and service them in a salon suite was something that they preferred. And I found that out by surveying them. And I'll just run through some of the other questions that um, I asked them. 
you know, do they prefer purchasing products at the salon or other places? Did they prefer snacks and beverages or it didn't matter? Did they, since I do uh, specialize in extensions, did they prefer getting extensions other places or would they like to get them from me? Which a lot of them surprisingly said they wanted to get them from me. And I asked that because there are so many extension companies right now. Um, and I do have some clients that, you know, have bought extensions from me for years and some that, you know, have tested the waters or some that was re recommended from a friend or family member to try another company. So I really just wanted to know, was it important for me to have those extensions on hand or did they prefer getting them elsewhere? Um, and honestly, I like to be spoiled. When I go to get my nails done, I like that they have wine. I like that they give you a massage. You know, I like that they give the extras. And that was one of the things I want to know from my clients. Did they prefer snacks and have wine? And to my surprise, they said, you know, I don't have to have that. So guess what? I won't be buying wine. Honestly, I mean, just because like I said, I like it. And I like to treat people like I like to be treated. So possibly in the future, that's something that I'll have. So um, also I wanted to let clients know like, hey, I will be charging a late fee. I will be charging a non-deposit and I will be raising the prices. And so these are also some things that I surveyed my clients on and a lot of them were like, you know what? I understand that you're requiring a deposit. I understand that you wanna make sure that that time slot, you know, it's valuable and that you wanna make sure that I'm coming. So charging the deposit, a lot of them were fine with. Charging a late fee, they were also fine with, and they also wanted to know like, if you're the stylist and you're gonna be late, are you gonna be taking something off? Are you gonna be giving me extra? And personally, I feel fine with that. If I am running late, I may give you a, a discount. I may give you something extra. I'm definitely gonna be very apologetic because I don't wanna be sitting there waiting for an appointment, I understand. So guys, let's make sure that we are understanding our uh, clients and that we are empathetic with them and that you know everybody's time is valuable, the stylist and the client. So um, those were some things that I definitely wanted to survey my clients on and to get to know how they felt about those things. So doing a survey was definitely great and it's definitely something that I've made sure to keep in mind going back into the salon and in a salon suite. So I've decided to go into a salon suite because I've done it in the past and I actually really liked it. Um, I would say after all these years, sometimes I think about owning a big salon, renting out chairs in the salon, but honestly, I love the flexibility. I love, you know, not having as much responsibility, just being able to have my own space being able to come and go. So right now, where I am in life, I felt like being in a salon suite was best for me. Um, I've been there about two weeks now, and it's actually been really great. Um, so I had a few choices. I visited um, some of the local salon suite in the area, and I had a decision to make. Be a little further away, about 15, 20 minutes away, have my own space, be able to decorate, be able to do whatever. Or I had a second choice, which was to be five minutes away, close to home, close to the daycare, where I would actually share the space. 
Now, if you were to tell me that I would be sharing the space with somebody, I'd be like, no, no, thank you. But what I decided was to put everything on paper, location, how much it costs, um, the salon lease, you know, would I be able to be flexible? Just jotting everything down, making a chart, making a comparison and in black and white, it made more sense to pay half the price to work a few days since I was just getting back into it because I knew I probably wouldn't be as busy because guys, this is a whole new start. I've been out of work almost a year now. So to think that I would just go back in, be fully booked, I knew that wouldn't be the case. And not to say that I wasn't being positive, not to say that I didn't think my clients didn't love me, but I know that we're going into the summer, we're going into slower months. I know that I recommended a great stylist that some of my clients are continuing to go to. I know that life happens and this is where I am. So I did I decided to do what was best for me. And so I decided to share space. I decided to work part-time because I still want to spend time with the baby. I am not ready to leave him at daycare all day. I just am not. He's almost 11 months. Um, so I decided that we were both going to slowly transition back into work. And so working part-time, sharing a space in a salon suite is what I chose to do. Now, I chose the salon suite so that I can be my own boss, so that I can be flexible, create my own schedule, and just to have that freedom. Um, I miss having the freedom to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, and how I want to do it. And now that I am in that salon suite, I have that opportunity. And so far, it's been the best decision ever. Okay, guys, so if you are considering working in a salon suite, here are a few things that I would say you need to consider. First off, price. How much does it cost? Can you afford it? Is it in your budget? Will you be making money after you pay your expenses? I know a lot of us want to say, I want to work in my own space. I'm ready to be my own boss. But can you afford to be your own boss? Now, I knew moving back into work that I wouldn't be as busy. So for that reason, I decided decided to share a space so that I can cut back on the cost to make sure that I could afford it and to make sure that I would be making a profit. So make sure that you are calculating how much things cost and making sure that you are making money at the end of the day and not losing. So deposit. Is there a deposit? How much a deposit costs? Is it refundable? Make sure that you know everything about how much things are costing before you sign the dotted line. Now, lease agreement. Make sure that you read it thoroughly. Make sure that you have your lawyer read it if you are unsure about anything that the lease says. If there's anything that you do, do not agree with, make sure you discuss it with the owners. So for me, because I am sharing the space, I'm pretty much doing more so of a sublease. So the young lady that was already in there, she signed the official lease. So I'm just pretty much sharing with her and I have an agreement with her. So I made sure to thoroughly read that. I made sure that I agree with it. I made sure that I had another person read over it. In the past, I have had a lawyer check over my lease agreement 
with the agreement that I have now, I did not because it was not in depth. It literally was a one pager. It literally was something that I could read over myself. Uh, the terms were pretty easy, straightforward, and there was nothing that I was confused about, nothing that I was concerned about. So I felt comfortable signing it. Now, one of the things that um, when I was visiting the different locations, I met with the owners and I definitely felt very comfortable with the owners that I decided to work with. Although I was doing a sub lease, I still had the opportunity to meet the owners, talk with them. And I absolutely love the fact that the owners of where I am working, they worked as stylists. They have 20 plus years of working in the business prior to owning the salon suites. And they were able to really just make me feel comfortable, make me feel welcoming. And so if you are looking, make sure you talk to the salon owners and that, you know, they are there for you and that they want you to succeed because at the end of the day, we all want to be successful and we want people behind us and in our corners that want the same thing for us. Now, when you are signing a lease, looking it over, make sure you understand the terms when it comes to breaking the lease. If for any reason you need to break it early, you need to get out of the lease, you want to know and make sure that you understand what it requires if you have to pay if you have to let them know in advance, just make sure you are clear as to what your lease says and what you are signing. Get a friend, get a lawyer, get someone to read that lease over before you sign on the dotted line. We don't want to sign our lives away. Um, in the past, I have had to break a lease in a salon suite. Um, me and my husband moved from my husband's job. So it was definitely... Not something that we plan on. And when I tell you guys, I ended up having to pay a large fee to break that lease because the owners did not work with me. They weren't nice. They were just there for the money. So lesson learned. And now moving forward, I know what to do and what not to do. So be careful, guys, when you are signing a lease. Don't let that excitement of working for yourself um, trump your smarts and trump, you know, making good decisions. So lastly, one thing that I would say to consider is security. Make sure that you are safe there. Where I work, there's actually two doors to get into the building um, that the clients have to pretty much be let in. So make sure that you are being safe. And I'm sure there anything that's important to you, make sure you jot it down, make sure you consider it, make sure that you're talking it over before you make that decision to move into a salon suite. So guys, that was my little spill on moving into a salon suite. Like I said, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. And if that's something that you want, I definitely wish you well. Make a plan, make it plain, and make it happen. Until next time, guys, have an awesome week. Thank you for tuning in to the Stylistpreneur Podcast. Make sure to visit our website for more beauty business resources, courses, and to join the Stylistpreneur membership. Until next time, stay a cut above the rest.